The Open Table podcast is presented by Campus to City Wesley Foundation and Studio Wesley. Studio Wesley is CCW's online ministry for college-age young adults in Northeast Florida. In this space, we intend to curate restorative content that will not only meet students where they are, but also walk with them forward. Studio Wesley was made possible in part by a grant from the Methodist Foundation. The Open Table podcast is open to everyone where we share our stories on this journey of faith. CCW's story has always been one of transition. From teenage years into adulthood, from high school to college to career, from others' expectations to discovering personal identity. In the transition series, we'll hear from some of CCW's young adult leaders as they describe the transitions they are experiencing during the summer of 2019. Welcome to episode five of the Transition Series. In our first interview, we're gonna hear from Michael Miyako, media specialist for CCW, as he talks about his transition to a new continent. Michael Miyako, how you doing, my guy? Doing good, doing good. Beautiful. Um, so tell me, Michael, tell me how you got to, and you've told me this story before, but for the folks listening, yeah. uh, tell me how you got to Flagler College. Um, so I played baseball and I uh, went to engineering school my freshman year in Atlanta and uh, transferred out of there. was offered by a bunch of different schools around the southeast and Flagler was the only D2 school. Everything mm-hmm. else was D1 and um, so it felt really dumb to go D2 and to go to a small school. But there is something uh, so deep within me that Jesus was just telling me to go to Flagler, this little school that I'd never heard of. And um, so I, I went uh, my sophomore year, I transferred into there and um, started doing graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was more of a fine artist, I more did graphic design to just kind of challenge myself. Um, but I really went there for baseball. So that's kind of how I got there. Yeah. Tell me about like your relationship with Jesus and just the depth that you have with him and how that sort of impacts your life. Um, sheesh. <laughs> well, it's everything to me. We're, well, we were just talking about how, what is it, 35 years now for you, you've been following Jesus. Yeah. For me, it's now 19 in the fall. And um, it's one of those things, it's one of those few things. Baseball was actually a part of my life for the longest. And then that when that ended... Um, a couple years ago, I had this moment of um, kind of revelation that Jesus was the thing that had been a part of my life the most now. Um, and so it's it's weird. I can't even remember a time where um, he hasn't been in my thoughts or mm. in my heart or in my desires. Um, so, I mean, really, I would love to say everything um, has been central to him, um, which obviously there's times where... I'm not claiming that as much oh, yeah. as I should have. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, realistically, that's kind of how I feel is that he's always, um, the more I've known him, the more that um, it's been less about um, how can Jesus get on my plan for my mm-hmm. life and how can um, I just lay my life down and yeah. get onto the kingdom schedule. That's so. good. So how, how is the intersection for you of your faith your creative, artistic expression, but also having this very sort of physical world of baseball, like how, 
what, what how does all of that kind of come together for you um it was a really hard place because i think i'd never seen anyone do it before you know mm-hmm. there was like artists who love jesus and there were baseball players who love jesus and then there were jesus followers who love jesus but <laughs> somewhere in the midst of it so i would remember watching videos of you know um christian athletes giving speeches at the end of games or something and thinking like oh i guess that's what i need to say because they love Jesus and they say it at the end of interviews so maybe I need to say it um and so I kind of just was I guess regurgitating what I saw um and then I think I reached this point um and this is not to like say I'm some cool person but it just like I I had to reach this point where it was like I have to like I'm special that Mm -hmm. there's 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 no one that I can look to that does all the things that I do Um, and that walks with the Lord. And so it transferred from just like regurgitating this kind of Christian lingo in those circles and really coming up with the language um, that Christ was going to give me and that um, Christ was going to teach me while doing all those things that seem so like counter to each other. Oh, that's so good. So how did you first encounter CCW? So I had, it was right as I started dating KB, actually. Hmm. It was like the week after I started dating. KB is now my wife. And um, I went to go see um, Caleb playing the banjo um, because one of my buddies was like, yeah, uh, Caleb's playing the banjo for this worship band. We should go check it out. And I was like, cool. So we go and step in and just immediately remember seeing you and just... um, just being, I still remember that room. I still remember the message you gave. I still, probably somewhere in my Bible, have the piece of paper that um, mm-hmm. you said that um, God says that you are the apple of his eye. And we had to write our name at the end of that. And um, I like held on to that for so long, but I still remember that so clearly because mm-hmm. it seems so accidental and small because it was just one of those flippant, um, what are we doing this evening? Mm-hmm. Let's go, you know, do this. I didn't even know it was a campus ministry. Um, and then it was something that just played such a big role and still plays a big role in my life. So that's just kind of crazy. That's just like a, that's a God thing right there. And I remember that night. Really? It was an Evolve gathering. Okay. It was our Flagler Evolve gathering. It was January. Yep. Um, yep. And because uh, I remember talking with you afterwards, um, after the gathering, and just remember like looking at you, it was like, I'm going to be a really good friends with this guy. Like, I don't even, and that happens to me, which I'm grateful for. That happens to me ever so often. But I just remember like, oh my God. Then like we were trying to meet up and we could never seem to like... Yeah. Well, that was right as baseball season yeah, started. And so. I didn't realize like even what that meant. What to, is a baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, keep the guy hanging out. I understand. Like I'm going to be in St. Augustine. And so in some respects, like I kind of thought this would just be one of those connections with students that's just not going to get made because we just can't seem to figure it out. And yet, every time you'd respond to a text, even though it would be like, oh, man, I can't do it, there, was always, there always seemed to be this eagerness on your part to want to uh, develop a friendship with me. And I just always appreciated that. So then when we started actually hanging out, it just like, yeah like, ah, yeah so it all good. made sense it was it's weird because I, I remember it because um, I think there's 15 years between us but mm-hmm. it seemed like that first time we talked that like just that age 
barrier dropped. Yeah. And um, but I could still look up to you, which I think was just really cool because I feel I think at that point um, there were some you know leaders in my life that really wanted to make it apparent that they were older, wiser, stronger, <laughs> um, and no one who just wanted to walk with me. Mm. Um, and I think that's just what I saw in you like that first time that it was just like that age barrier dropped. There was no, I'm higher than you or I'm this mm. campus pastor. It's just like, I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I still remember that so clearly. Wow. You've lived in different ministry contexts too. I mean, not just theologically different, but also just the context of the, the, the methodology of doing ministry mm-hmm. and, and who gets to be in ministry and you know what are those qualifications so what what have you learned in these years of just the, you know from the church you grew up in and the environment of, of you know your parents are very engaged um, in missionary work and mm-hmm. stuff and but then you were working at one church for a little bit and and experience in CCW what have you learned about just all of these different pieces of the church different expressions of the church yeah I think I've learned to love the church. I think in college I was really starting to struggle with, I think something a lot of millennials are facing is just like this anger, resentment towards the church. Um, But I think, especially with CCW, I learned to love the church Mm -hmm. and that um, it's so much bigger and better than Mm -hmm. what I could have thought it was. Um, And I think some of that is when you get to see other denominations and especially traveling abroad, um, doing all the mission work with my parents and seeing that everyone has a part of the church. Everyone has a a place in the church. Um, How CCW says it, everyone has a place at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think once I realized that, that, you know, church isn't just for the um, educated or for the ones who can um, talk really fancy or read Greek, um, Mm -hmm. that it's meant for anyone who loves Christ and that everyone has a gift to to give and to minister to one another. Um, so I think that's been the biggest transformation in my journey is that um, that we are the church. That oh, the, that's good. That the church isn't some building that we show up to and have a part in once a week, but that we all are the church. <laughs> that's great. So you're now working for CCW, and this isn't your first church gig. Um, or ministry gig, whichever way you want to call it. What's been different about working in CCW for you? Um, I think the questions that we ask, the questions that CCW asks, and um, how it's always seeking to not be relevant in the sense of are we going to wear the cool shoes or are we going to have the smoke machine or not, but... I remember just the meeting the other day, um, we had to create um, kind of a ministry profile for uh, different students. And one of the students that we were given was a special needs student. Hmm. And I was just really taken back because um, I was actually supposed to have Down syndrome before I was born. So just special needs has always been super close to my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, out of all the ministry contexts and places and um, jobs I've had, I've never been in a circle or a space where that's been a question. Um, And so I think that's something that I just love about CCW and see that's so different is we're willing to ask those questions and we're willing to, um, whether we 
you know, what, whether, whatever the decision is on it, um, we're willing to at least ask the questions and hear, hear what people have to say. Wow. So what's coming up next for you, Michael? Oh, man. <laughs> so in five weeks, I'm moving to Israel. Oh. Yeah, just, just that little thing. <laughs> just, just moving to Israel. What, what's taking you to Israel? Yeah, um, so uh, me and my wife are moving to Israel. Uh, she's going to go study. She's going to go get her master's in archaeology. Um, Which and, is such a small thing. Yeah, right? just there's that little thing in life. I need to do an interview with KB who's like... Uh, brilliant, amazing, <laughs> beautiful, all gonna the, change the just, world, yeah. all the things, just and you get to be married to basically her. be like Indiana Jones plus <laughs> the gospel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they'll be making movies about her in about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's getting her master's in archaeology. We're gonna be both studying Hebrew at a university out there. I'll be finishing um, seminary. I'm getting my double master's in theological studies and divinity. Um, so when we go out there, I'll be working with some different, um, ministries that, um, are involved in the surf community mm-hmm. and then looking to, um, also, um, be in the baseball communities out there. Wow. So, well, we're going to attempt for you to be in Israel, but still be on staff at CCW. This is going to be like the first, one of the first long distance, like team member things we've ever done. Um, how are you feeling about that? I'm actually feeling really good. Yeah. We've had like a couple Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. I feel like has been inadvertently been practicing what that's going to be like. And yeah. it actually feels really good. It wow. feels, um, it's, it's really cool because I've really been, I mean, I'm still I'm not there yet, but I've still felt like a strong connection even though I'm not physically present with CCW mm-hmm. um, just knowing what's going on knowing how to um, just be praying for the ministry and then obviously just like knowing the individuals that you know when I get a message from Sarah or from Gabby or Aziza like I know that person mm-hmm. um, and so it's more than just a work email or it's more than just like a hey can you post this graphic um, that it's like this is a person that um, I'm laboring with for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, so it's actually been really cool. It's been teaching me a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Michael, I, I have to say, was um, one of my closest friends. It is, it's always been sort of on the prayer list that you'd be working with me in ministry. And so the fact that it's working out the way that it is and um, you're just bringing so much to our community. I mean, you are the guy who uh, made the Studio Wesley logo and our website that people probably went to to get to this episode of the Transition Series. Um, and so I, I just, I'm, while I don't want you to go to Israel, I'm excited that we still get to work together. I'm excited for you and KB and all that you're going to experience over there and i'm like jesus don't let them stay for more than a year if you love me jesus bring them home because uh i'm just hoping we can do a lot more work together yeah whether that be overseas or um in the same city yeah so it feels like if you i it feels like a dream because we always talked about it we all it was almost like just joked about it like 
almost speaking it into existence. Because I can never tell if I'm going to be able to pay anybody anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like, so when Jesus does this, because I know he will, because he loves us, um, and just really forcing it it into existence, and then it actually Mm. happening, and just um, honestly, it's been just like, it's always just such a... I mean, it's it's a big, small piece to my life, but um, whether it's small or big that week, it's just like life giving. Mm. And um, to be in ministry and to actually um, be serving in ministry and have that ministry giving life instead of just feeling like draining your resources, yeah. um, I think that's when you know you're doing something that God has called you into and that God is in is when it's this weird paradox of you're giving but receiving through the giving. Yeah. Um, so I'm just constantly honored to be a part of it. Love you so much, Michael. Love you, My babe. guy. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for being uh, a part of the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you. For our second interview, we're going to hear from Renard Spence, who is serving his first semester as an intern for CCW. How you doing, Renard? Good. Awesome. Well, really glad to spend some time with you and just to talk about your story and uh, your transition uh, into CCW leadership uh, in the fall. Um, so first, just tell me how you found out about CCW. So I found out about CCW through my pastor. Um, I go to Springland United Methodist Church. We have, at the time, we had a GIC conference. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, it's a global inter- international conference. And I met, C- um, Neil brought over CCW with Austin, Troy, and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And they led our worship music. Led, they led our worship team for the three-day weekend. Wow. Yeah. And that's how you got connected to us. And uh, what did you think when you came to your first CCW gathering? Oh, I was scared. I didn't know what in the world I was in. I don't know what I was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember, I think you came to a UNF gathering the first time. Mm-hmm. So what, when you left that gathering, what did you think? Oh, I wanted to come back for more. Yeah. What I liked about it was just everybody getting together and people um, collaborating and people interacting. Mm-hmm. And um, you started hanging out with us pretty early on. And yep. uh, I think you came to that fall retreat like a few weeks after that. Actually, my first one was the first time I got, I think it was a few. Yeah, the, the fall retreat was the first, but I got involved earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe like maybe the last week of um, school, mm-hmm. I got over to... UNF, and then I thought UNF at the first the first time I thought UNF was like the only CCW was only UNF, and yeah. then we I found out about we were talking about Evolve gatherings, mm-hmm. and I went to my first Evolve gathering, and it was three campuses. I was like, wow, yeah. I was like, there's more. There's a lot more. There's yeah. more people, so I get more interactions, more. It's awesome. Um, tell us a little bit like about your story, your journey, just growing up. So I was I'm um I have a disability known as cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it is, it's my right side, the right uh, part of the brain doesn't 
function. And growing up, it was kind of, it was tough, mm-hmm. you know. Everything, pe- things for people came a lot, things things um, were easier for people than it was for me. I was a lot slower learner mm-hmm. and things were really tough. And sometimes I was like, is there something I thought like, because I never knew. So I thought like I was normal and like people were different. And so, That's like, fun. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, okay, I'll just roll with it. Mm-hmm. And then like, as I got older and like certain things, like I couldn't do. And when I was like, okay, well, just because of the, just because I have, there's, it's not the end of the world for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've encountered you as someone who, I mean, I think it was several months before I even knew you had a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, it's one of the things that's interesting, I think, about you is that um, you just, you, you've decided that it's just not going to be a thing that's going to hold you back. Um, what, where does, where do you get the courage for that? Where do you get the energy for that? Just standing up, just letting myself know like, Hey, this is, it's not the end of the world. Like just because I have a disability doesn't make me any different than anybody else. I could still do what I want to do if I put in the work and. Yeah. Um, how has CCW supported you? If at all, how have we treated you as you've, you know, invited us into this part of your story oh i love being um it feels like i have like a family it feels like i can be like my true self i don't have to like hide mm-hmm. um when i first when i first got here i was ta- um i found out i think gabby was telling me about um i think i think it was enneagrams or mm-hmm. some kind of grams and i took <laughs> i like i didn't know what pe- i didn't know what in the world people were talking about so i think it was it was our first um community night and mm-hmm. we were all sitting on the on the couch and Austin's like, go ahead and everybody go to this website and fill out the, um, just do answer all these questions. And then yeah. I apparently, I found out I was an INFJ. Yeah. Yeah. You're Myers-Briggs. Yeah. 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 It, it, it those all are always fun. Yeah. Uh, do you, what's your Enneagram number? Do you know? It's a uh, two V, I think it's, um, it's either a two, two V three or a three V two. One of two wing three. Yeah, I think it's two wing three. Okay. Way cool. This past spring, we you know put out the leadership application as we do, and um, you applied to become an intern yeah. with CCW. What inspired you to apply to be an intern? I would say like I like to like inspire people to like do what do what they want to do, follow their dreams, mm-hmm. and like like growing up like being in church. Like I lead a I'm not I'm not the leader of the worship team, but I yeah. help help like get involved with the worship team. So mm-hmm. I feel like I want to get like more involvement in leadership. And um, I just found, decided that recently I decided I wanted to go into the ministry myself. And Really? Yeah. So do you want to go into ordained ministry? I'd like to. I like, I like, um, be, like traveling and wow. that's what I liked about ministry. I, I like being in the church. Yeah. And I like, I like traveling and seeing how different, um, pastors do worship and mm-hmm. wow so what are you hoping to get out of the intern program uh in the fall like i said um like i said i have a dis- disability and so i want to prove to myself that 
I, I, over the years, people have been telling me, like, at, when you're old, when you get, like, older, you're going to have to delete, need, like, government assistance and things mm-hmm. like that. And I want to prove to myself, I actually had, had applied for the for um, residency because mm-hmm. I want to prove to myself that, hey, I don't need this, 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 and this for yeah for support i'm able to do things on my home on myself for myself just as everybody else can way cool renard i really appreciate you being willing to share um your story with us i um you are an inspiration to our community um you you're one of those folks that i mean now when you're not in the room we ask the question like Where's Renard? <laughs> and that's really, I mean, and, and there's, you know, lots of people like that, but definitely you bring a, just a different angle of what it means to be a part of CCW. Mm-hmm. And we are so, so grateful um, that you're a part of us. Um, and I'm excited to see how you're going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this whole, like, I didn't know that you were considering ordained ministry. This is like a whole thing. We oh, because to- I was, um, I was actually like all over the place because at the time I was going to become a music therapist. Right. And then um, I said, well, that didn't really work out. So yeah. it was like, I'll probably go into the, I was looking at child life, family and child sciences, mm-hmm. which is basically we help. I always like, I always wanted to like help with people, children in the hospital. Cause I spend a lot of time over at Wolfson's children hospital mm-hmm. because of my disability. Yeah. And so I want to be an inspiration for kids with disabilities yeah. to show them like, Hey, this isn't like, this place isn't scary mm-hmm. and ha- you can live, you can live a normal life just like everybody else here. Yeah. Just like everybody else who's not in the hospital. It's awesome. Renard, you're great brother. And uh, looking forward to you hanging out with us in the fall. Thanks so much.